Previously on Myth Tarot Love, we examined the Nine of Cups and the Saturnalia. Today's show will focus on the Ten of Cups and the return of the hero, Perseus and Heracles. Talk about stories, cups, and symbols, and all of the above. Myth, tarot, love. Welcome to Myth, Tarot, Love, a show about ancient stories and new-aged wisdom. I'm Biddy, your expert in classics. And I'm Rose, your resident tarot practitioner. Welcome back, everybody. Hello. Yay. Yay. It is December, mid-December yes. now. And uh, the year is almost up. Yeah. And the cups are almost up. <laughs> the we cups are, are full. We have we ten are, of them. We are finally <laughs> on our final ten of cups card. Mm-hmm. Which not the final cup. Card. It is not the final cup card. No. After this, we will have the court cards. So, but this is the final of the numbered cards. Mm-hmm. And it's very much a completion of journeys. Um, the tens always... Uh, it's kind of like your conclusion of a suit, mm-hmm. right? And when we're looking at the 10 of something, we'll be looking at, uh, we'll be revisiting some of the, the lessons that were learned in that particular suit. And we'll be revisiting um, this, like the, the overlying message of the suit as well. Um, and it also has its own meaning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all all tied into one. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> all tied into one. We got we got the ten of cups. A lot going it's, on. It's a very positive card. It is our happily ever after card. Um, let's describe it, shall sure. we? Yeah. Um, the main thing that I see in this particular card is you have ten cups in the sky, in a rainbow, <laughs> <laughs> and the rainbow has so much meaning in this particular card. This rainbow is in a blue sky. Um, underneath of this rainbow, you have a, um, you know, a nuclear family. <laughs> you have uh, a man and woman, although it's not exactly clear if it's a man and woman, but it's, 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 it's pretty, like, standard, like, you know, um, man and woman, two children. They're, the man and woman are, like, are holding each other, and they're... Uh, they're reaching their arms up towards the sky as if to say, look at everything that we are blessed with. Uh, the children are dancing together, uh, spinning around. Biddy called this the Facebook card. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I felt like this is the card that people, or this is the, the image that people portray on Facebook. That <laughs> everything is perfect. Look at all these great things that we have. Look at our children playing so nicely together. And everything, our beautiful and house. And, 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 oh, and yeah. everything's great. Yeah. Well, actually, um, in the distance here, we don't have this, like, extravagant house, right? We, hmm. we have a lot of nature. There is a river. There are some rolling hills green hills and trees and there's this kind of cottage cottage like house in the distance and um that's one of the themes here is that a simple life is one that can be the most fulfilling mm-hmm. um that the people in this particular card aren't poor and they're not wealthy they're like middle class joy and they live a simple life but they um it, it's a simple life it might have some some uh, you know, hard work involved in it, but at the moment they're they have absolutely no worries, and they reach their arms up towards the sky as a way of symbolizing 
um, their their gratitude really for it, and they also attribute the success toward um, as being blessings from above. Um, and that's also part of the representation of the rainbow. Like rainbows have a lot of um, a lot of religious symbolic meanings. Um, for one thing, it, it represents. Uh, I think in, in Judaic Christian origins, it represents God's protection over mankind, um, which, like, if you if you know about the Noah's Ark story, that's one of the parts where a rainbow came in. Um, that's interesting. Then that cups are like in the rainbow. Is, is that almost then saying that like the yeah. cups and all of your blessings are coming from 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 yeah? It's it's basically got this this very strong message of saying like. All of your blessings come from from heaven, come from mm-hmm. uh, you know otherworldly forces. This is so you know how the nine of cups was like every like uh, physical success. Mm-hmm. This is very much spiritual success. This oh, is okay. this is fulfillment in every way. You know, uh, by the time you've reached the ten of cups, like physical success doesn't is is almost meaningless because um, it's basically entirely based off of love saying this is this is this idea of all you need is love <laughs> and love will uh sustain you and that uh the universe is made of love and that there's this power of love that can propel you forward and you you just have to trust in it um all of these ideas are all of these very romantic ideas are all um represented in your ten of cups card it's your happily ever after card um yeah, so uh, other cultures like the Norse culture also saw the rainbow as a bridge that joined earth and heaven. Um, and so you have like all of your golden cups as being uh, like the cups are kind of like representing um, your bounty, if you will, mm-hmm. right? Like all of the things that um, all of your blessings, if you will, and the fact that they're in the sky is this idea that um, heaven is bestowing these blessings upon you. Yeah. Um, yes, and it's very much highly uh, emphasizing that this is love, that we have to thank for this, um, that love is what made it possible for them to have these happy children, love is what made it possible for them to have this balanced relationship. Like, one of the things I, I find I'm very drawn to in this particular image is that uh, the man and woman are exactly the same height. Mm, yeah. Right? You're right. So the fact that they're exactly the same height, um, in I, I personally see this as being a representation that they are balanced in this relationship. They give mm-hmm. and take equally. Um, they see each other as equals. And, yeah, you've got... And that's part of what makes their relationship so healthy mm. and beneficial. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yes. Um... I've got, I don't have much more to say about this <laughs> other than that, you know. So when um, you get, what about when you get like this card in a reading, do you normally just say everything's good or is there any warning? Good. There is a, like, okay, the warnings of the Ten of Cups is pretty much the same warnings that we, like looking back at all the warnings we've had so mm-hmm. far, right? So let's think about the warning of the Four of Cups. We've got, um hey, you should probably be grateful for the things that you have because if you're not grateful, you'll lose them. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you also have the warning from the Eight of Cups saying don't let things stagnate. 
you if you if things are stagnating you need to you know look elsewhere you need to move forward listen to your intuition um, but the Ten of Cups is basically saying if you have gone through this journey and you have learned all of these lessons, if you keep, if as long as you remember these lessons that you've had and you um, you abide by them and you live by these lessons, then there is nothing that will take away your joy. There is nothing that can stop you from having this um, this wonderful life. All you have to do is be grateful for what for it and recognize opportunity when it presents itself and um and not let things stagnate right so you've got these like three main messages mm-hmm. uh taking place in your ten of cups uh and this is these are essentially messages that were explained in more detail in in different uh, in the various cup cards that we've uh, been going through up to this point right uh, but the ten of cups kind of assumes that you've learned these lessons so if you have learned mm-hmm. these lessons, then everything's going to be a-okay. Everything's going to work out. Um, these are all the promises that were given to us in, in the Ace of Cups as well. That holy grail, that true love can conquer all <laughs> kind of romantic idea that we really want to be true. The Ten of Cups is saying that this is possible as long as you know uh, what lessons, as long as you've actually learned those lessons that needed to be learned. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So if there is a warning, it's that, hey, don't forget these lessons because if you do forget them, then you'll be going backwards and you can technically lose everything. But if you, if you, yeah, uh, if you, especially that Four of Cups lesson, that's probably the most important one. Never take things for granted. Yeah. Yeah, um, definitely. Look after the things that matter to you because if you don't look after them, they'll go away. <laughs> be grateful for them. Yeah, be grateful. Because um, it's all there. Yeah, take care of the things you love and and really appreciate the love that you have in your life. Mm. Yeah. Um, but overall, if you do get this in a reading, it's extremely positive. Like, this is your happily ever after. If you've asked a question... Um, and this this card has shown up uh, as your answer. It is extremely positive um, cool. if it shows up in your answer or future. The worst case scenario is if it shows up as an obstacle. <laughs> and that has it means happened. that like all of your wonderful things, all of your accomplishments are like in are your holding way. you back. Well, it, yeah. it might be more this idea of perfection. Okay. Um, I would say if it shows up in your, as an obstacle, this would be kind of like the negative side of Facebook, if you will, <laughs> where you're like if you're focusing so hard on perfection and right. uh, and ideals that it might be holding you back from uh, from actually appreciating things, or it might show up as saying, "Hey, you didn't actually learn the lessons in order to achieve this." Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, it depends on what other cards are around it. Um, I would I would particularly look at like. The, the cards that are motivating the question um, in order to kind of see why this is an obstacle. Mm-hmm. Like if, if I'm getting a card that says something along the lines of like, um, like if I'm getting a card that says something that's more like a mental block, right? I would say, okay, that means that this is probably something that you're focusing too hard on and you need to be more realistic or if this is some or if it's if I get like the four of cups as a motivating card I would say okay well you haven't learned the lessons of the cups in order to achieve this mm-hmm. um, hmm. 
So that's the worst case scenario is if it actually appears as an yeah. obstacle. Otherwise, it's good. <laughs> I haven't seen it as an obstacle many times. It has happened, but um, most of the time the Ten of Cups will show, like, grand success and it'll appear when someone has gone through a, like, difficult journey and they've learned everything and, you know, everything's working out. Everything's coming up roses. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, so let's talk about myth, <laughs> myth, myth, just the myth part. Sure. Yeah. So, um, so Biddy, you say this is like the the return, the heroes of the or the end of a hero's journey. Exactly. Yeah. This is the end part of the hero's journey. This is the return home. This is, mm-hmm. yeah. Like that's basically what I had going in. The in mind going into this, this idea of happily ever after, ultimate yeah. bliss, and so yeah, I really see this basically as the end, um, which is sometimes referred to as the freedom to live or the return with the elixir. Mm-hmm. Um, I know freedom to live. That's Joseph Campbell. Um, he's the one that really kind of looked at a lot of different myths and kind of created found, found these. that pattern. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so this is when the re- the hero returns home, or sometimes when they continue on with their journey, which kind of makes me think of stories that have more than one part to them. So if you think, yeah. even if you think of like Harry Potter, like the entire saga would be like one big journey, but also each book has kind of all it's of these. It's a mini ending. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. It's like, um, and then the year was complete. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, always at the end, you know, we have some element of a treasure um, that has a power to kind of transform the world or the hero him- themselves has mm-hmm. been transformed. Um, but yeah, the hero is coming home and now has the freedom to live his life as he sees fit. So, that, so yeah. this, this is like the idea of the happily ever after. In the Ten of Cups, that treasure is m- most likely like represented as love. Mm. Just gonna say, <laughs> like, which is fine. Well, the it, ultimate treasure in the Ten of Cups is yeah. love, and in the hero's cases, normally it's a woman. <laughs> oh well, there you <laughs> which, go. I mean, <laughs> like love, but also seen like the woman as being seen as a prize. As well, that's as, that's yeah. different. It's that not, is different. <laughs> I, I as as a little bit less of the equal footing that's represented yeah. in in true love. Definitely of, a little bit tarot. different. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I thought I would give two examples today: that of uh, Perseus and Heracles. Um, them two mostly because a lot of the other heroes they don't necessarily have a happy ending. Yeah, it's so. <laughs> it seems like the Greeks really liked their tragedies. They did. <laughs> and I feel like maybe it's, they were realist, like they know, mm-hmm. okay, yeah, things can maybe be happy at certain points, but it's not always sunshine and rainbows. Yeah, maybe <laughs> pardon the pun of... with the rainbow in the car. <laughs> but, uh... There we go. Okay, well, what about when it is sunshine and rainbows? Yes, when it is. Yeah. So first, I'm just gonna give some background information mostly on Perseus and then on Heracles and then go into more detail on their return home because right. it, it is important to understand, I guess, the process to mm-hmm. really kind of get that fulfillment, and which is why I like going through the cups from ace to ten. It's yeah. we've had this journey yeah, we have. through them to that now get to this point. We've had this ha- happy journey, if you will. Like mm-hmm. It hasn't always been happy, but it's it's got a happy ending. Exactly. So what does it look like when we have a journey with a happy ending? So, in the case of Perseus, <laughs> Um, if anyone has seen the modern version of the movie Clash of the Titans, 
don't know if you've seen that or not. Um, mm-hmm. But then you you know the basic story of Perseus. There are definitely some inaccuracies there. Um, <laughs> but the base of it is To be there. expected. To, exactly. Yeah. Um, he is one of those heroes whose journey fits very well um, in the typical hero's, hero's journey. journey. Yeah. Um, he is set out on a quest um, to achieve retrieve can't talk today the head (laughs) of the gorgon medusa right um so that's his big his major quest um he's aided along the way by a couple divine figures particularly athena and hermes Mm -hmm. um they give perseus gifts to help kill medusa as well as to find her um and then bring the head back with him which actually in the end he gifts it the head to athena um, and Athena puts um, Medusa's head on her aegis, kind of like on her goatskin breastplate, or sometimes it's seen on her shield, right. which would be pretty scary. Be I think. Fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that's like as a thank you, which is a good thing to do. Not all heroes do that. That's Definitely probably thank the smartest thing he can do. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, that's probably like the smartest thing he can do. Being like, okay, I, I, I went on this journey because you asked me to, and now I'm going to give you the prize. Yes, Athena didn't ask him to. Um, I kind of glossed over some parts oh, of his okay. story. I, I apologize. That's okay. Um, so who asked him to go on this journey? Uh, it, it was a king. He oh. who wanted to marry his mother, and he didn't want that. And so basically, the king's like, "Well, how about you just go do an impossible task, and I'll just oh. you'll probably die." And by the so... time you come back, I'll already be married. Exactly. Kind of okay. Yeah. But so Athena is the one that helped him. Yes. yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Athena helped him, and and Hermes as well. Um, Athena gave him like the shiny, I think it was a shiny shield. Like a oh, yeah, shield. so that he could look at the shield instead of the face. The, instead of yeah. the face, yeah. And so that he could actually defeat the Gorgon, and, the, yes. the Gorgon and not be turned to stone. Exactly. Medusa, if you look her in the eye, you get turned to stone. Get petrified. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Good times. Good good times yeah. for like a second. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And the reason actually I just remembered this this part. The reason that mm-hmm. Athena does help him is and she kinda of, she's the one that turned Medusa into a Gorgon. Oh, um, so she's tying up loose ends. Pretty much, yeah. She kind of got pissed off at Medusa. Not for a good reason, though. Like, basically, okay, this is a big tangent now. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, basically, Pisi- uh, or no, Medusa was, I believe, like a priestess of okay. Athena at one of her temples, and Poseidon raped her in the temple. Oh. And as punishment to Medusa, which doesn't really make sense, um, turned her into a gorgon, is one of the stories. Well, talk yeah. about punishing the victim. Right? Um, that's awful. <laughs> awful. Um, yeah. Okay. Coming back <laughs> now. Um, so, yeah. So, obviously, Perseus does defeat her. Um, on his way home, though, um, he comes across a beautiful maiden on his on his return journey. Mm. And, of course, she is in trouble. Um, and she's beautiful. So, he has to help her. Of course. <laughs> of damsel course. in distress. Yep. Um, so the maiden in this case is Andromeda, and she is tied to a rock, and she's about to be sacrificed to the sea monster. Mm-hmm. Um, but instead of being killed, uh, Perseus uses the gorgon head to petrify the monster, and then wins, again, qu- air quotes, wins, wins his prize, his prize yeah. this being Andromeda. Um, he gets to marry her. So, again, glossing over some parts. Um, but basically, they, they do get married. They return home, and they live happily ever after as king and queen of Mycenae. 
and they have many children um, and even some heroic ancestors, uh, one of which is Heracles. Really? Yeah. Heracles is a descendant of Perseus? Mm -hmm. That's crazy. I actually, like, this is how little I knew about myth. I actually thought that, like, Heracles and Perseus were, like, the same time. (laughs) <laughs> they were so they were in the sense of they were during like the heroic period era, era yeah. like the golden age yeah. kind of thing but like they're actually like you know maybe a few quite a few quite generations, a few generations yes. apart yeah they are both sons of um Zeus though oh. Perseus is uh, his father was Zeus and mother was Danae who was a princess so like Heracles' um, so great 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 grandmother or whatever is Andromeda. Yeah, and grandfather would be and Perseus. And grandfather yeah. would be Perseus. Mm-hmm. Cool. Just pretty on his mother's side, On his obviously. mom's side. Um, on the human side. On the human side. There's still... On his still, human side. Yes. On his god side. <laughs> <laughs> so he has god side and, like, hero side. So, yeah. I mean, he's doing pretty well. Um, but, yeah, once um, Perseus and Andromeda did die, the gods actually turned them into a constellation so that they can live forever in the stars together. Oh, That's really nice. <laughs> Yeah. So it's, I guess it's kind of like since Perseus was humble and sacrificed the Gorgon head to. Um, yeah, Athena. he wasn't a dick. Yeah, <laughs> Which he, was, with other like he wasn't a dick, and the, the gods rewarded him for, yeah. for his hard work and, mm-hmm. and humble attitude. Yeah. He didn't take things. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he didn't leave his princess on another island on his way home yeah, like he Theseus didn't take things, did. He didn't take things for granted. He, he was didn't. humble and grateful and yeah. uh and also sought sought like took um advantage of opportunities that presented themselves. Mm-hmm. These mm-hmm. are all the these are all the lessons of the of the cups and if you abide by everything you get your happily ever after, yeah, which he did. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Heracles <laughs> on the other hand. No. <laughs> He had to go through a few things he before had he got his happily ever quite after. Quite a few trials because yeah. even so, moving on to Heracles, then yeah. even after he completed his trials, he did get remarried. Um, so that I mean, that could be seen as a happily ever after, but it's yeah, not but it was, really. It was really after he died, though. He it, had to go through like an ultimate. I'm going to say he his Eight of Cups was a little bit more of a change of scenery. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he had to be you know, kind of burned alive to... Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, like, that would probably be the Eight of Cups in his particular story because it would be changing... Uh, it would be it would be changing situation, but, fleeing the situation. But he, it wasn't his choice. Like, I feel it's like not always cups. your choice no, with the Eight okay. of Cups. No, sometimes you're forced out of a situation. Okay, that's Like, the Eight fair. of Cups can also represent, like, a... Um, like like a like being let go from a job like a fire being fired from a job okay yeah it literally it's being not, fired from life yeah <laughs> <laughs> awkward laugh <laughs> Yeah. yeah, so he was fired from life, and then his... He was fired from life with fire. With fire. His immortal self was then went to um, Mount Olympus. Because, like, his mortal self, he did go to, like, the underworld. Oh, like that. so there's like his, part of him that did die. That did, yeah, the mortal side, and then the immortal side went up and became... He became a god, and actually... That's kind of messed up. You mean there was, like, two... Her- there's two Heracles, well, like in of, existence. Yeah, 
What? Yeah, because I'm pretty sure that the mortal one be- went into Eleusinian, Eleusinian fields, like with the other heroes. All, oh, right. That's Cause pretty he is, cool. Yeah. yeah. So, so he's both in the heroes afterlife mm-hmm. as well as like the gods' exactly. world. Okay. Yeah. And then when he is with the gods, that's when. Hera like fully actually accepts him because throughout his journey she is out to get him like every step of the way. Mm-hmm. Well, because he's and both mortal and immortal, and well, and a son of Zeus, yeah, mostly, and named after her. And well, yeah. So some actually say that the re- that he was named after her after he dies, and that he had a different name before, and I can never remember oh, what that name is. But he's always referred to as Heracles. Oh, my God. Yeah. And then he actually marries her daughter, uh, Hebe, who is the goddess. You mean of- his half-sis? No. Yep. yep. Oh, yeah. Really? Like, because yep. it's Heracles. Oh, but that happens all the time. Because it's Hera and Hera. Zeus. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah so he marries um, Hebe, the goddess of youthful beauty. Well. So he does pretty good in the does, end. He happily ever good. after. He, he just has, has to die. He has a happily ever after. Um, and there is success to be had mm-hmm. um, in his happily ever after. Yeah. And I guess a... A love as well. A love, yes. Yeah. So it's interesting. Like, it, it is sad and, I guess, a tragedy in that a l- way. A little bit, yeah. A little, I mean, his whole life does feel like a giant tragedy. Just one thing after another after another. Mm-hmm. Because of Hera. But in the end, it turns out okay. And he's happy. In the, in the end, he has two... Um, he has two positive afterlives at the same time. <laughs> yes, exactly. Interesting. Yeah. I like Perseus better. <laughs> <laughs> Perseus, again, more succinct, more of, like, the typical, like, especially, well, here, let me, uh, did I have it up here? Yeah, like, just the fact of have, having a divine parent, that's, like, one of the things, like, the yeah, check-off like, of, wasn't like, Zeus being... that parent exactly. as well? Like, wouldn't Hera also be mad at Perseus? Like... Yeah. She she was mad at varying levels, I think, for the different... Mm-hmm. Just depending on the myth and depending on... But Perseus had the benefit of another goddess, like, Helping. guiding him. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was weird. For some reason, she would punish some mortals more than others also oh no i meant to look this up because i get theseus and perseus confused on their birth stories mm-hmm. um one of them gets uh, his mom gets pregnant from a golden shower <laughs> literally for real <laughs> yeah maybe it's theseus oh, that's, uh... i always prompted to lock her up oh yeah yeah Yep, yep. Nope, this is this is this one. <laughs> so basically, yeah. So there is a um, a prophecy that the, his mother, Danai, uh, that her son will kill her father. So the father was like, well, hell no. I'm mm-hmm. not going to let that happen. So he locks her up in a tower. But she's beautiful and Zeus can still see her and wants to, you know, do the thing. So he disguise, is, disguises himself, turns him in, into a shower of gold. And impregnates her. And By showering her with gold. Yeah. And that's how uh, Perseus was born. How romantic, yep. Zeus. <laughs> Zeus is like the sleaziest Anyway, god. he can do it. He's he the will sleaziest find a way. god there is. Yeah. Like, so, like, sorry, Zeus. Ma- don't. <laughs> so, could you imagine, you know, the grandpa <laughs> be like, what the hell? Like, I locked you up. Yeah. How is this possible? How is this possible? Apparently, you, you can't hide yeah. ladies. 
from the gods. Nope. So this is why I feel like Hera is less angry with Perseus's mother because mm-hmm. she she like, did she not did not seduce him. Like she. Well, <laughs> I'm pretty girl, sure none it? of the women did. No, but I feel like they had more freedom. Yeah. Whereas she was like a just little more like, agency, like tiny bit more. Yeah. Whereas like Dionysus, Perseus's mother was just, you know, trapped. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what's she going to do? <laughs> there are some actually pretty um, funny images. Funny and also, like, pretty creative images of... Um, creative. Well, <laughs> <laughs> of, like, this this golden shower. But, oh, uh, yeah. Maybe I'll, I'll post some because they can be quite entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't I can't Google that right now. That's going to come up bad. Yeah, um, good old Greeks yeah. being, being dirty. <laughs> dirty. But, yeah. again, some living happily ever after. In yeah. this case, Perseus. And eventually Heracles. Eventually. Eventually. Yeah. I feel like Her- Heracles might have more of a, a sword story. Um, yeah, yeah, maybe. We'll talk Probably. about that. There are lots of parts of his story, much like Odysseus. But we're going to we're gonna toss him aside for the time being. Because <laughs> yeah. I feel like I've talked about him way too much. There's so much to say about Odysseus. <laughs> and, yeah, and the Odyssey in general. Yeah. 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 Um. Did you... We're coming up to time soon. Do you want to talk about predictions and oh yeah sure like uh we got a we got a good question this week about um can can we use tarot to predict like the the gender of the uh royal birth and like i've always been kind of hesitant to make predictions like this um i personally as a as a tarot predictor i'm very new at that so Mm. i've always been kind of i find it difficult like so my first instinct was to essentially just draw cards and um, and look for the first um, court card that came up because the court cards generally have gender associated with them. So in particular, I would be looking for a king or a queen cup mm-hmm. um, to represent gender. And the first one that came up was a queen, which would predict uh, the birth of a girl for uh, for the royal birth. But I kind of feel weird doing those those kind of predictions um in general i the way i i personally will use tarot is more of a uh, a way of of gaining insight on your current state of life Mm -hmm. whereas uh i do know that like it's possible so we'll see if that if that prediction ends up being (laughs) good uh just saying it was actually the queen of swords which is like the most badass woman there is <laughs> she is just i i definitely you know uh admire the queen of swords she is just so powerful and so strong and like she she takes no shit she <laughs> she's wonderful i can't wait to talk about her um yeah but yeah so the queen of swords came up um it'll be interesting to see in april if that happens to be true mm-hmm. um but yeah, generally I I do normally uh, avoid making such predictions, um, mostly because I don't have a lot of practice in it. Um, like I, I feel like different tarot readers can probably do different sorts of things that way. Uh, I personally like to focus more on on the decision making that happens currently in the present, mm-hmm. right? So I find that people are constantly making decisions 
and those decisions are creating multiple futures. Right. Uh, so th- I think that's one of the reasons why I have so much difficulty predicting the future because it's constantly in flux, according to tarot. Right. So um, I, we talked a little bit about this before. We have. Yep. Right. Like yep. oh, um, yeah. at least with the at least with the wheel card, I remember mm-hmm. we talked about uh, fate in in mythology versus fate in tarot. And in tarot, you you always have the choice. Um, and it's your choices that are constantly changing that future. Whereas in myth, because like the, yeah. in this prediction of Perseus killing his grandfather, he does in the end. It was yeah, an accident. Of course, it's an accident. But like accident. if something's predicted, it has it to be. Yeah. And um, it's it's like if the oracle says so, it's, yeah. it will happen no matter what, right? Uh, whereas in tarot, if, if you're given a prediction, it can actually be altered. Of course, gender cannot be altered with... No, <laughs> so quickly. Yeah. Well, like in this current time frame, but like it'll be interesting to see if if that's the case. So, mm-hmm. well, yeah. So <laughs> TBD, TBD. <laughs> I don't know. Um, so I feel kind of, I feel a little bit scared giving such a prediction, well, but you know, we'll see. Taking risks. <laughs> <laughs> gotta gotta take risks yeah. sometime. <laughs> yeah, we'll see what happens. All right. Thanks for like. Thank you so much for pushing us <laughs> to make, uh, you know, to, to be better at our craft. Mm-hmm, definitely. <laughs> please keep asking us questions. Oh my goodness, um, yes. Please do anywhere that you, you can send us message on Facebook, on Instagram, wherever you would like. An email is fine too. Exactly. We like to answer questions. Of course. Um, yeah. I you know just because I I don't make predictions very often doesn't mean that. Uh, it doesn't it doesn't work like there there's uh, definitely sometimes that predictions will just jump out in the cards <laughs> yeah literally um, out of my hand as yeah literally will jump out of your out of your mm-hmm. hands like um i find that the predictions i most often get in the cards will be for job offers mm. uh, so like but that that's more in like individual for like a person's reading yeah so that's that's my experience i haven't really made like mass predictions mm-hmm. before um yeah. it's so it, it's kind of it's different i feel like it's different to make predictions for a lot of people versus just one person who's currently making choices in their life and i'm mm-hmm. guiding them with yeah using especially because tarot this, as a in tool. this case this isn't a choice this is yeah it's biology it, yeah exactly yeah. so we'll see yeah exciting exciting Ooh. stuff okay, okay. Uh, so next week, we are starting our court cards. Yes. It is the Page of Cups coming up first. Uh, and uh, do, do we have a story uh, yet associated with the Page of Cups? Well, I'm thinking Eros slash Cupid. I'm not totally sense. sure, but yeah. I'll... The Page of Cups is a dreamer. Yeah. <laughs> Things happen out of nowhere. I feel like if he had a personality, like a Meyer Briggs personality type, mm-hmm. it would be an INFP. <laughs> So I have a personal uh, affinity for the Page of Cups. Um, anyways, uh, yes. yes. So are are we ready for our parting words then? Yeah. Yeah. Go yes. for it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so our parting words for today are, once again, to just kind of tie in all of the Ten of Cups. It comes from the American Tarot Association. And it is this. The greatest power in the world is that of love. And through love, we can get a glimpse of heaven. Talk about-
best stories, cups, and symbols, and all of the above.